Hey, everybody. Uh, before we get to this full-length episode of Miami Mic'd Up with the one and only Emmy Award-winning Kelly Sacco, I figured some of you might enjoy hearing a bit of what goes on behind the scenes when Kelly and I get together and start chatting uh, and rambling with each other before we actually start recording the episode. So here's a little taste of what's going on behind the scenes. Hope you enjoy. And now we're recording. Now Unfortunately, we're recording. we can't recreate the moment. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm probably just like you. Let's be real. I'm probably yeah. just like you. Mm-hmm. Um, you tell everybody, I'm doing good. But yeah, you're really I'm great. I'm great. Stuck. Yes. I'm great. And you've got this like nervous tick and you're like, uh-huh. <laughs> you're like <laughs> yeah, everything's so perfect. Tired. My favorite meme is that dog in the burning house. Mm-hmm. I have it I saved. so much to I it. I have it saved. I have um, because <laughs> of all the social media stuff that I do. I have folders in my phone that are separated by references. And so I have one that's just general important media. Then I have another one that's important media, John Mulaney. So it's all the John Mulaney reaction gifts. Then I have another one that's important media, Michael Schur, which is all of like those comedies like Brooklyn Uh Nine-Nine, Parks and Rec and all that. And then I have another one that's Schitt's Creek. Uh, You realize that this is going to turn into me interviewing you because I (laughs) love hearing the behind the scenes of this because I'm so god awful at social media mm. granted i don't put effort into it but i love because my cow does he always have these memes just <laughs> like on tap there yeah, that's it is. what it that's is the scene. and i'm also an organizational freak so like i literally if i open my pantry right now like you will literally see everything's labeled labeled stickers so i love hearing that you have folders yeah folders you say that happy. except i I am so um, generally unorganized in my life that I expend <laughs> all of my organizational skills on really stupid things. Do I look blurry to you? No, not at all. Okay, good. I don't know. Maybe it's my vision. I had just put like a new little phone cover on there and I don't know, like, yeah. it's fine. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't, I, I wasn't positive because I'm like, oh my God, you know, when they have like 1500 steps like okay first you've got to clean and then here's this wipe and here's the dust thing and then line it up like this give me one sec uh and then i'll be just literally 15 seconds i'm sitting here like just checking my makeup do do your thing here i'm like my hair is all gross a little more blush so while jeremy's doing whatever he's doing we're doing a makeup tutorial hi i'm kelly um Milani Baked Blush, some of my favorites. In this shade, it is called Luminoso. I'm doing a, a makeup tutorial. I like this. This is I love what I walked back into. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> like while Jeremy's away, we're doing a makeup tutorial. I'm like, you could use a little more blush, Kelly. And I may splice together some of what we've been doing in this stretch. It's I hope like so, a- because I'm like in that process. I've spilt stuff on myself. I went and grabbed my rabbit who wanted to kick my butt. Uh-huh. I'm sitting there like, is this, is this okay? And you're like, I'm wearing a Nirvana shirt. Well, like, yes. I, I wish I had been rolling for that part. But yes, <laughs> know, everything, is like everything is fine. Everything is fine. And We're I fine. will. I'm fine. Hey, everyone. I'll start there. Uh, it's me, Jeremy. It's Kelly Sacco, the Emmy Award winning Kelly Sacco, who is a reporter you know her obviously as a reporter and host for the marlins a reporter and host for the heat all over your tv on valley sports um and in the hearts of everyone in south florida so kelly hello 
It's wonderful to see you, you know, 14 hours after we last saw each other at the Heat game. Um, Happy to have you here, as always. Um, And as always, I have to start you with the same question right off the top, which is, what is something recently outside of all of that work that has brought you some joy? Oh, my goodness. I, we could do an entire podcast on that. So much brings me joy. Uh, Christmas brings me joy. Very happy about the holidays. Beautiful tree behind uh, Kelly right now. This is like a real winner this year. Let me yeah, tell you. It's gorgeous. It's, it's like perfect form. It's fall. Like it's tall. Like mm-hmm. I'm all about it. Um, so much brings me joy. I love to learn. Learning brings you joy. My rabbit brings me joy. I don't know if you could see her, but she is. Oh, she's so cute. She's right over there. I'm obsessed with her. I just like look at her and I'm like, I love so much. Well, she has the floppy ears. She's a a very adorable, chubby little bunny. Should I go grab her? Please. She doesn't love to be held, so that is a warning for when she starts kicking and throwing a hissy fit. Mm -hmm. You've been warned. (laughs) Let's let's see. Let's stall for for a moment. She's like, I'm all nice and comfy, and now you're going to grab me? Let's see. We're getting a great view of the Christmas tree first. Oh, look at this bunny. Everyone has to go check out the video on social media because my goodness, and now the bunny is very unhappy. This is similar to my cat. My cat is very, um, he's he's very affectionate uh, in terms of he really wants pets. He really wants to be pet all the time. Exactly. But if you put him on your lap, he freaks out and doesn't want to be there at all. But then he'll get up and he'll go sit right next to you. Not not touching you, not like resting on you, but he'll sit right next to you because he doesn't he wants to be in the vicinity, but he doesn't want to be like held. And it's a very strange, strange habit. He doesn't really know how to cuddle. Like sometimes he'll like like rub his head up against us like trying to figure it out but just he doesn't know how to do it it seems like his brain so she loves to cuddle but for her she doesn't like to be held and it's a whole like predator prey type of situation because right rabbits of course are prey this is so sad actually i like heard this or read this somewhere because i just read Mm -hmm. about rabbits naturally um that you know they get the sensation like as if like you know like like an eagle or something's picking them up to go eat them so they don't like to be held so what she loves though i have a reading note because reading also brings me a ton of joy so let's add that to the list More joy. I have, I'm, in two, I'm in two book clubs i just had this awesome one with my friends i'm gonna go into such Do a it. spiral ramble but anyway great holiday book club we did a white elephant where each of us brought a book and we wrapped it and we put a meme on on like top of the book. So that's how you're picking in the white elephant based on the meme. And the meme's supposed to describe your book. So that brought me a ton of joy. That was earlier this week. That's so much awesome. fun. Um, but anyway, to the reading part, I have a reading nook in my bedroom. And Rosie knows when I go to read, because I like to read every night before I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. She knows it's time to read. She does a dead sprint. I'll try to send you a video. <laughs> a dead sprint. And she hops in my lap and she just like cuddles me. Like That's she just the sits cutest. there and she just likes, I'm like reading my book and she just cuddles her. It has to be on her terms. You know, like, if I hold her, loses her mind. Mm-hmm. If I'm here, she likes to like right now, she's up for, she's over here in the corner. Like if she's her terms. Oh, come on, look at her. Like I know she likes to be like around, um, but you know, just don't hold me. I get yeah, that. I, I get it. Honestly, I, I feel <laughs> like I'm I'm kind of the same. Um, well, there's there's a lot that has brought you joy recently, uh, including the things yes. that seemingly constantly bring you joy. Another thing that I'm sure brought you joy, and this is not outside of work, was yeah. being named an Emmy uh, Emmy Award winner once again. 
by the way. Um, Kelly Sacco, for, for those who don't know, uh, won an Emmy not only for her work on Marlon's Clubhouse. Marlon's Clubhouse. Shout out Marlon's Clubhouse. Yes. Um, if you are watching the video, yes, that is <laughs> Miami over my my shoulder right now. Um, I see it. But it, it, Kelly was also named the Sports Talent Emmy Award winner for her multitude of roles, um, so beyond well-deserved. <laughs> and uh, I just want to talk to you sort of about your your feelings after winning multiple Emmys this year. Um, and even, you know, if you want to share a little bit of the path to get here, because I know it wasn't exactly a a straight path to being, you know, praised with all of these accolades. <laughs> um, wow. Okay, so emotions... So many emotions. One, I will say this, and I've said this a lot of times to people in private, as thankful and grateful and honored and um, blown away I am by the individual Emmys of, you know, back-to-back -back years, getting the sports caster Emmys, incredible. Amazing. And it's so overwhelming, it is. I'm so proud of our Merlin's Clubhouse Emmy because our team works so hard and they care so much that it's never a pack it in mm -hmm. for this you know that's it's never that that state of mind like i think it's just so beautiful and I, I think i spoke about this last time we were we were on together a year ago i think it was a year yeah, ago probably. um it's, it's just so beautiful to see what people can do as a team together and especially when everyone kind of buys in to one cause and to one goal. I think that's what we've done. We, we've done this in, our, in Marlon's Clubhouse. We really have. I mean, everybody, oh my gosh, here we go for the shout outs. I'm going from Dave Cobert, who always has to, I literally hand over the show. I'm like, I'm sorry sometimes <laughs> because there's like so many things going on. Um, specifically the, um, what was it? The, the escape room show. We had like seven different camera angles and I was just like, Sorry, Dave, and like six people. So good luck, six people mic'd up. And he just does such an incredible job of just putting together this story. And speaking of all the camera angles, I mean, we've had so many incredible cameramen who've worked on our show, but Mike Plant, yep. Dennis being two of them who we work with regularly, they're, they're so amazing. And everyone really cares. And they're always putting, you know, let, let, let's do this angle and that angle and this and that. And then Christopher Pyatt, all the help that he does in the coordinating producing end and, and, and holding my hand and helping me get through a lot of these shoots and, and those things. So anyway, I just very, very proud, honestly, very proud, very humbled um, and very happy just to share, especially Marlon's Clubhouse with, with everybody, because that was a big one. So that meant a lot. And again, the individual sports talent, um, I, I, I kind of have like pinch face. I have them here. Like they're here. They're, I'm literally looking at them. Like, here we go. We've got, I got it yesterday. So I've got sports talent and then Marlon's clubhouse. Well, now I know Yay! what the screen, I know what the screen cap so. for this episode is going to be when I, oh, tease this? it is just, <laughs> <laughs> okay. that's um, awesome. It still doesn't almost feel real. You know what I mean? It's just like, I can't believe I won this. I won this twice in a row. I can't believe it. It was, it was a shock the first time. It's just as big of a shock the second time around. And, just honestly really grateful. I really spent a lot of time thinking about all the people who kind of helped me get here. But went from, you know, my parents, of course, first and foremost, um, who who just support me in every aspect of life, mm -hmm. from from professors, from the first coordinating producer here at what was Fox Sports, who gave me a job as a production assistant. So, you know, Brett and Max and everyone who's just trusted me to do my job and Solcer and and then everyone at the Heat, which I know we're gonna get into, um, yeah. who are just the most incredible people in the entire world. But 
I think of all the people who who allow me to do my job and trust me to do the job that I do. Um, and I'm just very grateful. Honestly, uh, I'm very grateful for your work, uh, allowing me to ride your coattails to my first Emmy win. Um, because, no, truly, I mean, you, you carry our show and I'm grateful to be a part of it um, because it's not just, you know, for everybody who thinks you're just in front of the camera, it's not just that. You are also producing this show mm -hmm. and so much goes into to that aspect of it. Um, I know you're already work have already worked on parts of next year's show um yes. and so so going into that with that level of effort um it, it's beyond well deserved and i could be happier for you as a co-worker and as a friend um thank you i appreciate but, it and then hi um you do an incredible job on the segment that you have you're awesome i don't even have to worry about you that's the best part i don't even have to you know i don't have to produce your stuff i, I just say jeremy you do your thing and i can trust you to go out there and make something as simple as like baseball math, which I think that was yeah. a cool collaboration between you and Dave. Yeah. So fun and exciting and, and just so, so interesting. So I remember well, texting you. you after that. I'm like, great job. Like that, that was awesome. I really enjoyed that. Well, thank so, you. Uh, I, have, I have Dave to thank for that because he is an incredible <laughs> producer. Uh, that is without fail. He's constantly bringing all of these incredible ideas to me. And I just have to show up and, and try to bring some energy to it. But, you know, we, we've mentioned, you know, you, you started obviously with the Marlins side. Now you're a reporter and host for the Heat as well. Um, you were just on Wednesday night's game. Um, and I'm wondering if you have any sort of favorite kind of moments, right? Because I know we both love talking to the players in the winter circle, mm -hmm. back by the locker room, sometimes other events. You know, you just spoke to Jaime at, at Dadeland Mall. Um, yeah. is there, is there a story or a moment of covering the heat over now the last year and a half or so that stands out to you as like, yeah, th this is maybe my favorite memory or sort of my favorite experience. The, the themes, I think it's more of like a theme, yeah. um, that I've always enjoyed with the heat and, and we talk about it so much and we talk about this so much on the broadcast and, and you know, but you know, the, the stories you weren't expecting maybe. Mm -hmm the comeback stories right the comeback mm -hmm. stories you look at a duncan robinson or you yeah. look at the undrafted stories and you yep. you look at those storylines develop i think is so cool i love watching people's dreams come true <laughs> yeah you know, i love watching people's dreams come true and that's what we really get to do and i think that and this is the same for everybody i think it could get really hard i know i know i get caught up in it too mm -hmm. to get caught up in the day by day and we, we were talking about it before too we're like we are so tired <laughs> which is true it's like we're exhausted but i, I wouldn't want to be exhausted in any other way yes can it be a lot of course it can just like anything just like anything in life and anyone could relate there but um i love having these conversations with you and, and being able to to take the step back and be like wow, you know, we get to watch people's dreams come true. We get mm -hmm. to watch sports for a living. We get to watch life unfold pretty much for a living. So that's really cool. And I think too, on a, on the personal note, just yeah. being with the Heat broadcasters, mm -hmm. again, just like the whole broadcast team, that is. Mm -hmm. um, because again, th these were the people who welcomed me with open arms when I was 22 years old. And mm -hmm. they treated me with just as much respect and um, and and just support when I was 22 and I was holding wires for the camera guy, they treated me with the same amount of respect and support back then. And I think that's saying a lot because you, you always remember, you remember how people treat you when you're quote unquote nobody, right? Because yeah, of course, when society maybe views you because of your title as nobody, 
I mean, when, I you're not, when you're not an Emmy, won. when you're not a multiple time <laughs> Emmy award winning journalist, I got it. There you go. You know what I mean? Um, but you remember those things and I, and I remember those things. And Hello Finch never forget. <laughs> um, but they always treated me from day one it, with such respect. And I've got yeah. stories from all of them. I've got stories from all of them. From Do you remember this too? This is going to sound so, so sweet because you, you're part of this one. A year ago, Teddy taking a picture of the two of us the first oh. day of school. It was my it was one of my favorite moments. Like it was the sweetest thing. And it it made it is that energy, right? Of always feeling yeah. so welcomed. Um, it really yeah. is like a family. Um, and even though like for right. me, you know, you've known these folks for, you know, a, a while. Um, and mm -hmm. I've only now known them for a year and a half or so. But every time, you know, you get to go back to the truck and actually chat with everyone. Right. And I feel like I, I wish that I would spend a little more time doing that when I'm when I'm not. Uh, actually sideline reporting so that I could just get to mm -hmm. know everybody even better because it's such a wonderful environment with everyone there. And, you know, when you talk about mm -hmm. being able to tell these stories of the undrafted players or the comeback stories or whatever, it's just actually getting to see a semblance of humanity play out. And that's, right. that's so cool because I know both you and I, like, and really I think anybody in this business is in it for storytelling. And sometimes in these roles, you don't get that much of an opportunity to truly storytell. Sometimes it's mm -hmm. just, hey, this player has these stats over the last several games. But right. it happens to be that with this organization, there are so many incredible stories. And that's mm -hmm. just something that that's really special. Um, but for you, I know like as someone who played softball at a very competitive level, baseball in a lot of ways is like a second language to you right you know, you... that's my elevator pitch have i ever told yeah. you that is it really <laughs> my elevator pitch my elevator pitch is always just like hi i'm kelly sacco i speak three languages of english spanish and baseball that's a, <laughs> i totally that's book it in there because i haven't really had to use it but yeah you haven't had to use like the my... english yeah yeah exactly I'm like english that's my that's <laughs> the one that i struggle with the most clearly <laughs> i'm like oh, 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 english <laughs> <laughs> well well that being said right so base baseball's then all right we'll call it the third language but right. i know with basketball you know it's been a little more learning through osmosis of being 100%. around for all of these years right. um and now particularly over the last couple of years so I, I wonder, and, and again, I can relate to this, but does the preparation for either role mm -hmm. sort of change because baseball in itself just comes so secondhand to you, like it's so natural? Mm -hmm. And does the prep have to kind of change where with basketball, there's maybe a little more focus on, hey, let me study up on, on this term or what right. this stretch actually means, where with baseball, maybe it comes a little more second nature? Yes. So in several different ways. So first of all, the nature of the beast is is right. the first way because baseball this past season, I did 130 baseball games. Right. So between radio and television, I was there all the time. And when you're there all the time, I was just telling some of the camera guys this literally yesterday. I'm like, yeah. I wish I could forget John Birdie's stats, but I could recite them <laughs> like this because it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah, it's just course. like you've said it so many times and you're, you're looking at every single day that it just, it just becomes just, I mean, hardwired. Right. So the nature of the beast of how you and I do 12, 13, 14, 15 games a year and only really a couple of months. And we were talking about this too, right? We'll do some games. We'll have an entire month off. Yeah. And that's just, again, the nature of the beast, the nature of the schedule, the, the heat were on the road for a big part of uh, the, to, the start of the season. So nature of the beast, there's a little more preparation uh, on the basketball end, even if I think even if I knew basketball in the way that I knew baseball, 
I think there would still be different preparation because it's just it's just different. Well, you just have a, you just mentioned like you have a tenth of the reps when you're doing exactly. it in basketball. You have a tenth of the appearances right. that you're getting from when you're doing baseball, and <laughs> with a month off in between, where you're basically around not only the game but the players nearly every single day with baseball. Like it, I can imagine that would be a different kind of preparation, right? Yeah. So for me, it's something that I started doing um, this year, especially I literally have on my notes, on my notes in iPhone, I literally had like the season schedule and every single morning, even if I watch the game the night before I I read all the articles, I read all the articles and I take notes on them. So I'll do like a game summary. I'll be like, okay, who are the stars of the games? What's kind of like the, the, the synopsis of the game, the summary of the game. And then I'll just write, you know, articles. Cause there's so many incredible, incredible reporters who are covering this team right. and who are working really hard. So I, I like to read through all their articles. Again, there are some days that I don't get to it. There's, but most days I'll give myself at least 10 minutes. I'll put on a clock and I'm like, you have to read at least 10 minutes. <laughs> and sometimes it could be a little repetitive because they're all covering the same games, but everyone has these, these wonderful stories. And then when I know that I'm covering, for instance, my next game is Atlanta Hawks. Mm. I will start paying attention to, to their articles too. And I'll start reading their articles and I'll start looking, looking for themes there. And then what I don't do in baseball anymore, um, I do everything on my phone. Let me just put this out there. If you see Kelly on her phone during the game, she's not texting. She is taking notes. That's where I do everything. I don't have an iPad. So I have nowhere to put it. I don't bring my laptop like you do in baseball because I just don't have the same setup. I just have my clipboard. I have my phone. I'm like, dee, 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 dee. I right. do everything on my phone except for my like my handy dandy note cards. So um, I have the, this little like note ring. Look at that. And, and literally I have like game notes for both teams. So I'll take this like before like before the game even starts, I'll just like write little themes on each team. Then I do, I have player notes. So I literally every single player on the team who is on, you know, active right now, um, I have notes on just like all of them. This is and... so organized. We were talking before, I, I think it'll have been included in this podcast. We were talking before we were supposed to start rolling where I was saying how I'm organized with like memes on my phone, but you actually do it well for your job. Like you actually have the appropriate uh, organization for taking notes here. This is amazing. I, that. I do. And then I have like my first half notes and then I like highlight like the theme of like the first, like the first quarter, the first, second quarter, first half. And then, you know, we have our like our, our teas with, with Ron and then we uh -huh. have our actual halftime game and then we have like, the highlights and then, second half is always a little more empty because I'm taking notes in my phone mm. um, because I'm preparing like my sideline interviews and stuff like right. that. And all that's in my phone because just as we know too, especially last year, we we're talking about this, the clutch games, the yeah. clutch games, so things many things can change. happen so quickly. Yeah. And I, it would drive me crazy to have written something and have to write it again. And it would be slower. So um, yes. Yeah. So the amount of time I spend preparing for a basketball game is more and in a little bit more depth than in baseball because baseball is every day. And even if I wanted to do that, I wouldn't have the time. Mm. Um, and just, again, I don't speak the same language as I do for baseball because I didn't play it. Right. Well, no, so and, and that, I, I think that that uh, shows your versatility, um, but also how it's, how it's necessary to be versatile in this, yeah. in this career, if you're going to kind of advance the way that you have, and you know, I'm going to keep saying it, be a multiple time Emmy award winner. Uh, but, but that actually leads us to the next question that I had kind of perfectly, because I, I often ask when media members come on this podcast kind mm -hmm. of for, for some advice, right? Because the way that 
the way that this business is constantly evolving, um, mm -hmm. and that's through technology or anything else, right? The way that you were just talking before about social media, it, it is constantly evolving. And so some right. things do remain the same though. There are some work habits like you just mentioned where no matter what it is that you're doing, there are things that can be sort of general advice that can help young people in this industry. Mm -hmm. And I like to think that there are plenty of young people listening to this. It's a podcast, hopefully. Hopefully that's the target. <laughs> listen to us. That's the target market. Please listen. Uh, <laughs> what I, I wonder what, what type of advice at, at this moment in time would you give to young people and maybe even particularly young women who are trying to get started in sports media? I just got off the phone before I spoke to you to a young woman who wants to be in this industry. Well, so I'll try to exactly. Just so it's recap. Like, it's like you do. So I'm going to recap what I told her. Um, there are so many things. There's honestly, there's so many things. There really is when people are like, what's that one piece of advice? I'm like, there's so many. Don't mm -hmm. make me choose one. So I'll try to maybe do top three. Okay. Um, one, and I think this is for everybody. Never stop learning. Mm. I, I love to learn and I'm talking about everything. Don't stop learning because you can learn things from everybody. I don't care who you are. I don't care how long you've been in the business, but you can learn from everyone because everyone's had a different experience and everyone has different things that learn from them that work for them. I love asking people, you know, what, how do you prepare? We were talking about the amazing, amazing crew at the heat. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was 22 years old asking Eric Reed. Hey, like, how do you prepare for the games? And he took out his, okay, this is another one. Manella or vanilla folder? Uh, don't do I know. That. I know. I just, I now, don't know. I'm now you just confused me. I think it's Ma Manella. I think it's Man Manella. And I've been saying vanilla my entire life. Yeah, it's Manella. It's Manella. Manella, yeah. It's okay, not a vanilla folder, despite the fact that it is like a vanilla color. <laughs> right. Maybe exactly. that's what it reminds me of ice cream. Yeah, it was just about. So he I'm yeah, and you've seen him. So. You've seen him. Took out his notes and literally sat down with me. And I don't even know if he remembers this, but literally sat down with me and goes through his color-coded notes. Right. And I used I used that type of preparation when I started doing color stuff in the booth when I was at UM for baseball. Amazing. And it was, and you learn something for him. And it's it's not what I do now. And now I moved away from it. But you learn from that and you're like, I like this. Uh, Paul Severino, I always like, we always jo joke about like having nerd sessions. <laughs> you know, I'm like, we're having a nerd sesh. Like, tell me everything you do. Or because he's very, very organized with the way he does his stuff. Um, like this, this, this idea, I got it from Len Geffner, which he probably, he used this in a different type of way. But the, just the idea of having something on a ring, mm. it like, Click to my brain. I'm like, ooh, you have something on a ring. I love that because now, if I have a normal notepad, right. things get lost. You're flipping. And I'm like, wait, and, where is it? And you're mm -hmm. flipping. And here, I could put it in different orders. And if I didn't, and I used to use these for my sideline stories. Now again, I just use my phone. But um, I used to, if I didn't use a story, I just like saved it. And I, I and I moved it instead of having to rewrite something. Oh, that's great. So never great. stop learning because you never know. Exactly, you never know. Everyone does everything different. Um, that's another piece of advice that I gave her. Uh, Sometimes you have to create what you want to be part of. Mm. And we live in a world where there's so much technology. I mean, I'm doing this on my phone right now, which right. could probably tell a little vertical thing. But we live in a world where technology has come such a long way. Social media has come such a long way where, and I, and I said this to a student who, who I had asked him what he was doing. And he was like, nothing. I'm just waiting, pretty much waiting to apply for jobs. I'm like, well, I, like, I mean this in the nicest way possible, but like, I wouldn't hire you because yep. you're just sitting on your butt expecting to get a job. No hustle, like 
create something. If you either either find a way to intern, find a way to shadow, find a way to do something. And if, if those avenues and those doors aren't opening, open your own. So create your that's own a, podcast. That's really you know, great advice. Yeah. And it's like, and it, you're a perfect example, Jeremy. You're a perfect example. Seriously, though. You well, know? thank you. But it actually, and I, as you were saying it, I was thinking this where, yes, uh, I like I, now <laughs> on, no, 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 on, on this end now, final result. Uh, I agree with you, but I would argue also when I was mm -hmm. in college, I helped to sustain revamp a, a TV show in college, but awesome. then I sort of viewed that as, all right, I did it. Like these, these people uh -huh. are just going to want me like these jobs, right. like there mm -hmm. was this, this ego side of it that was like, I've done enough. Right. And right. that can never be the attitude mm -hmm. in this business. And so when I first graduated thinking I was going to get sort of not whatever job I wanted, certainly, but I was going to get a job on air, whatever, because I had this experience. Right. I didn't. I was unemployed for four months out of college. Right. Lucky that my parents were willing to support me and let me live at home. And then I had to take mm -hmm. a job that I really enjoyed, but behind the scenes at a local news station here in, in Miami. And then right. as I was there joined up with Craig Mish to create swings mm -hmm. and mishes, but that was all through just kind of reaching out and trying to find people who would let me do things for them essentially for free. And then, right. you know, it was creating that when it came to Bali, it was pitching then Eric Esteban every few months, like, right. Hey, I've got ideas. I've got ideas. I've got ideas. Let me do exactly. stuff, including this podcast. And now we're right. 130 episodes <laughs> later. So I, I couldn't agree with you. Well, Seriously, hi. I have to. I have to interrupt you to congratulate you because Thanks. that's a big deal. That's well, a big deal. You. That's really hard to do. I genuinely appreciate that. Um, <laughs> and you know, people like you and everybody else at Bally are, are in large part to thank for that. Not only in opportunity to be able to grow, right, but also like you guys have been my guests so many times, and so thank you. Uh, but also, <laughs> like, I, I think it is a really wonderful example of. I was like complacent for a span of about eight months there. And it really mm -hmm. stunted my growth at the beginning because of that level of complacency. And then the moment that that turned into, no, I'm going to go create things for myself. That's what's allowed me to sort of find my niche and, and make a way through. So I think that really is very wonderful advice for, for any young people who are listening to this, which is even if you don't have a job, do what you want your job to be. If three people are listening to your podcast and it's your parents and your sibling, that's okay. Make the podcast anyway, because getting the right. reps is important. Showing the initiative is important. Making videos on TikTok or whatever, like right. just do it. And even if you don't have an audience, it will ultimately appeal to your employer that you're doing the work and learning those behind the scenes things. So apologies. I, I, I know you have a third piece of advice here to give, but do not apologize because I think that's so that's so big of you. It really is. Um, it's it's big of anyone to be able to sit down and be like, wow, and reflect and be like, eh, that I didn't I, I should have handled that differently. But yeah. you learn, but that's the thing that you learn. I I never I didn't want anyone to think that, oh my God, I made a mistake. I'm the worst person. I'm terrible. I'm the, don't think like that. Like mm -hmm. you learn, you learn from everything. So learn from that. And I think the third piece of advice would have to be, and this is gonna, this might, might come off wrong. I don't want it to, but be so focused, just focus on you. Yeah. Focus on you because there's so much noise. There's so much noise out there that it could get, it's, I mean, we've all, we've all fallen for it. We've all gotten in the social media scrolls where you're comparing yourself to other people and your timeline to other people's timelines. And it's just, everyone's on their own path. And I, I tell my softball, um, the kids I used to coach softball for a very, very long time. 
And I would always tell my pitchers this, and I coach pitching, I'd say, you need to be like those horses that have the blinders right here. Blinders. Yeah. They only see in front of them. Mm-hmm. Right. That's I want you, tremendous. I don't care about the batter. Right. Again, these were the younger girls. So like when they get older, you're, you're reading the batter and that's a little different. So anyway, younger, like here, look at the mitt, look at a point in the mitt like that. Mm-hmm. I want you so focused. I don't want you hearing the girls cheering, you know, trying to distract you. I don't want you, whatever crazy thing the batter is doing. I don't want that to distract you here. And it's hard to do, but stop worrying about everybody else. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Just focus on you. Focus on your dreams and your goals and being the person that you want to be, be your own ro- role model type of thing. I guess that's like kind of two in one, but yeah. you said it perfectly though, right? You, you need to just don't worry about if there's only three people, you know, watching my, my podcast, make it anyway. Yeah, That's what you want to do. That's what you need to do to get to where you're going. Make it anyway. Who cares what people are saying? Because it's really funny. People will sit there and they'll laugh at you. <laughs> until they don't cuz you right. made it right I love that I love that though it's real and it's it's um it's difficult I know that you know mm-hmm. it's difficult uh but in putting on the blinders as best as possible it will help you achieve those things quicker and it's easy to compare it really is um really i can't easy. i can't say i've never done it i've done it all Ugh, the I've time done it. absolutely yeah but yeah. and there's, and there's I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt no. you but there there's there's something that there's a difference between comparing yourself and be like, Oh my goodness, why don't I look like that? Why don't I have this right. job? Why did, you know, why am well, I, don't turn you know, it into negative self-talk. Like you can, exactly. you can make comparisons and have aspirations yes. to get to a certain place, view yes. people as aspirational or as role models. But if you're using that to then right. undercut your own confidence, you're never going to get anywhere. Um, Correct. and I, Correct. I rem- what you talked about reminded me of, um, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie for love of the game with Kevin Costner. Um, but he, you would love it. Uh, I love Kevin Costner. Okay, so if you I look, don't know if I've actually seen for the love of the game, Okay, you have which to. is insane being yeah. the baseball person watch, that I am. I know. watch it. It's awesome. Um, do that today. and please seriously. And then text me. Um, it is. So there's like a, an element, he's a pitcher and he's toward right. the end of his career. Um, mm-hmm. and, what he does right before he pitches. So it's like crazy. They're at Yankee stadium. He's playing for right. tigers, whatever, whatever. And he says, clear the mechanism. And then, Oh yes, I have like, heard this. Okay. And so everything, basically yes. all the noise clears out. The edit, the editing is tremendous. The sound editing, but all the noise clears out and all the people in oh the gosh. stands essentially become blurry and I it's just it. him and the mitt and the batter right. and that's it. And it's like, that really is kind of the way you need to approach this business as well, where it's like, just right. clear the mechanism and, and let, let yourself drive toward what it is that you want to accomplish. A hundred percent. And learn to be happy for people to learn to like yeah. look at someone and be like, oh my goodness, this person's so talented. That's mm-hmm. great. I love the way they do this. Like, I love the way she tells stories. Yeah. I love the way she's, her delivery is. I love the presence that she has on air because one, it just makes you a better person and a happier person, honestly, just to, mm-hmm. to, to recognize what, what people do well and recognize what makes them them. That's just important to begin with. Um, and two, and this was, this was this wonderful advice. I think it was, um, it was Kevin Harlan who gave it to me oh. and, and he, and he wonderful, wonderful human. Uh-huh. And he was like, find three people in the industry that you just really admire and, and write down what you admire about them and, and how you can kind of like 
make that your own and now I have to drink water because I'm about to like cough all over the place. Well, it's perfect. You can, you can cough and we can take that piece of advice and, and roll into our next uh, question because if not, I'm going to end up keeping you here forever because I feel like we can I'm talk gonna about talk this forever. forever. I already warned you. Um, <laughs> but no, this is this is on me. Um, I do want to talk to you a little bit about sort of it, you've been around the heat this season. I've been around the heat this season. Some of your general takeaways thus far, because, you know, this team's record is maybe not reflective of how well they've played when they've been healthy. A lot of injuries. Um, even just right. last night, you have no no Tyler, no Bam, no Haywood, no Josh. No Josh. You know, you're dealing with a lot there. Um, right. And in turn, we've seen some other guys step up and shine. You know, you mentioned Duncan earlier, but are there any players for you that you want to highlight here who have particularly stood out as maybe, you know, sort of exceeding expectations for you at the beginning of the season? Well, we'll definitely start with Duncan because I, I talked to him and I loved what he said. And I, I, I did a story on this last night mm -hmm. in case in case people weren't watching. I asked him what the biggest difference was between like last season where it was an underperformance and this season he literally goes like yep. in between the ears mm -hmm. in between the ears. And yeah, I think he's a, he's a big component for like the men mental game, right? The mental game, the mental strength. And he talked about the importance of just locking things out, Clearing focusing the on you. Exactly. Yeah. Clear the mechanism, Kevin Cosner. Like it's just, <laughs> literally blocking it out he's like I, I stopped trying to be what everyone wanted me to be and i just i was just myself awesome. and i just started enjoying it and i think it's such a uh what comes first a chicken you know the chicken or the egg type of situation where okay you hear so many players say oh you know what's the difference because i ask them this all the time okay what changed what changed which is the, what's the difference why are you now having success so i mean i'm like i'm having fun and it's just you wonder okay you're having fun because you're having success that's easy but when you just start to have fun and then, okay, here we go. Another baseball movie, um, another baseball movie. Uh, and now I'm blanking for it. Um, Disney movie, Dennis Quaid. Oh, the rookie. The rookie. That's yeah. That's like one of Dennis my favorites. Quaid. Yeah. I love There that you movie. go. Well, do you remember when he's struggling in the minor leagues? He's away mm -hmm. from his family. He's so upset. He's on the pay phone. Yes. Pay phones oh. thing. Youngsters. Yeah. He's standing in the rain. Standing in the rain, trying to teach him, you know, help him with his math problem. And he's miserable and he's yeah. pitching terrible because he's miserable. And then he goes to watch a little league game mm -hmm. and he sees like the joy that these kids are having. And then he goes and he's like, Get, guess what we get to do today, Brooks? And he's like, yeah, we get to play baseball. Oh, I that's the best. Chills. I have chills. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I love. I mean, oh, God. What a great movie. movie. Mm -hmm. I know. I know. And it's, it's like our job too. I had to remind myself that too. Yeah. I really did. I literally had happy face stickers. I would put on my, on my scorebook because we get so caught up and I know you could relate, but sometimes we get so caught up with being perfect at our job and performing mm. and telling the story and giving it its justice. Right. Yeah. That we kind of forget to have fun because we're, so we put so much pressure on ourselves. And again, I know I'm speaking for the both of us yeah, where I, I'm sure you could relate, but that's 100%. how, you know, um, that's how I used to do it. And I remember, okay, Chris Clark, who who now is one of our, our editors, I love him. He was the one who gave me my very first internship ever at the local Channel 6 station. Uh -huh. And um, I love this story. I love it so much. So we used to go as the interns, go and practice and do the sports cast, right? And when I tell you, I used to be like, welcome to sports, whatever. I'm Kelly Sacco. Cause I was so terrified to read something wrong off the prompter where mm. I literally looked like I was going to murder someone he literally sat me down. and was like, Kelly, 
<laughs> okay. First of all, you look like you're going to kill someone <laughs> because of this. He goes like, like have fun. Like you need to, when he always tells me and he's still, I still have these text messages. He says, be the bear. And he showed me a video from swingers, the movie swingers. And they're talking about dating, but they're saying, you gotta be the bear. Like you have to like, you know, you know, be strong and be this and that and, and have that confidence is really what it came out to. So um, be the bear. I used to put little bear stickers on my scorebook, bear stickers and happy faces. Cause I'm like, you're going to be so much better. What This is sports. This is fun. Have yeah. fun. And it's going to show when your, your performance is going to be better for it. Absolutely. So well, Duncan I Robinson. Yeah, it's a great example. And, and you know, I, I can only imagine having a guy like Kevin Love in the locker room who has also been oh, yeah. such a, a proponent. I mean, he's talked about having panic attacks before and is just such a wonderful, like, right. thoughtful guy to have him in the locker room. And as someone that, that Duncan, I'm sure, can rely on, I, I hope to get to talk to him about that at some point, that dynamic, um, because Absolutely. I think I think that's a fascinating one. And, and you know, Duncan. And you think of him losing his role too. And yeah. instead of being, you know, just salty veteran, he's like, listen, I'm gonna be ready. There's gonna be a yep. role for me and be ready for it. And mm -hmm. and here here he is, just being a difference maker. Yeah, it's amazing. Incredible. And and to see those types of guys, right? Two guys who have made a heck of a lot of money in their career still mm -hmm. go through whether it's confidence up and downs, whether it's mental health struggles, it just sort of, again, right. shows the humanity uh, within sports. Um, and so uh, one more question for you here before I, I talk to you. Well, I guess technically two more questions, but one more one more sports, <laughs> sportsy question. Um, I know you spent some time switching, putting the other hat back on, the Marlins hat, um, as we do that proverbially, um, but also could do literally. Uh, Peter Bendix, the new president of baseball operations. I know you had an opportunity to chat with him a bit during the winter meetings. Um, and so mm -hmm. I'm just wondering your kind of biggest takeaways from that conversation, what you got to know about him, um, and sort of your thoughts on him as, mm -hmm. as the Marlins head into 2024, um, with him at the helm of the front office. Well, first of all, a nicest guy in the world. He's so nice. Yeah, he's, so he's so nice. I nice. met his wife too. So sweet. They're just the nicest people. I think the biggest thing that stood out to me, and I actually said this to him after his introductory press conference, he immediately reminded me of Skip in the sense that the first thing that came out of his mouth was creating the proper culture. Mm. And he had said something, and he said it along the lines of this, of he wants it to be a place where people, where you're working with people who you want to work with, who are good people. And having a good environment to work in, it's just everything kind of falls in line after that. Yeah. And I think that that's really important because I don't think a lot of people think of that sometimes. And just just being around, he's like, you spend more time here in the baseball world with, with people you work with and with your family. And he's like, you want to be around good people. You want to be around those people who, who, who make you want to be better, who are working towards that same goal, being positive. So I really like that. I really enjoyed because one of the first things I asked him was about his journey. Yeah. He was someone who was a started from the bottom. Now we're here type of person, <laughs> right? Yeah. I like, can't even not say it that way. Like um, it. But he started as an intern with the Rays. He went 15 years. And I asked him what he learned from being in so many different roles. And now that helps him now being the president of baseball operations because he can relate. He's been the intern. He's been all these other roles. So he can now relate to those people mm. who he's now hiring and putting in places and expecting to do certain things. And he could say, Hey, I'm expecting this, but I've, I've been this. Right. So I think that I really like that aspect of the story. Of course, we get into 
Marlins goals during the offseason and what they need to do to make to make the team better and hopefully make it to the second consecutive postseason right. in 2024. But that is probably the aspect of our conversation that I that I liked the most. I'm I excited to to learn more and more about him as a human being. I'm hoping we'll see. Hoping to to land him as a as a big uh, whale of a podcast guest somewhere yeah. uh, before spring training. So we'll see if that happens. Um, but I'm sure. Learning more and more about him, um, he does seem like just a really kind person too. Like he, mm-hmm. in his interactions during that first introductory press conference afterward, you know, just the way that he would smiling around people and trying to crack jokes where he could. Um, seems like a super super kind guy. Um, but let's wrap up here uh, because again, Kelly Sacco, uh, multiple time Emmy Award winner, sports talent, also like the greatest makeup artist I've ever seen. <laughs> Um, I'm like blown away every time I look at your, uh, your Instagram specifically dedicated, uh, to your makeup, um, whether it's the really creative stuff or the fact that you were just doing the makeup for the TNT broadcast the other night, which I haven't even gotten to tell you about. So cool. Um, so I kind of just want to give you the space here to talk about that passion of yours, um, that is kind of sort of in sports, but also not at all. Um, and you know, just wh- where it all came from and how you've turned into this just unbelievable makeup artist. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. Uh, honestly, it started in sports. I never cared about makeup, was interested in makeup, wanted anything to do with makeup growing up, even through college. I couldn't tell you the difference between eyeliner and mascara. Like, I, I didn't know really? what I was doing. Yes. So I got my first on-camera job was as in-game host with the Marlins. And the girl who was before me did a wonderful job. She used to be a heat dancer. So she was very much into fashion and into makeup. And and they're like, yeah, just do what she did. And I'm like, hey, excuse me? Uh, what? So I had to learn. And I started learning by watching YouTube videos. And then I went, I was in a friend's wedding. We had a makeup artist who was doing our makeup. And when I tell you, I literally sat next to her like this while she was doing people's makeup and i was like excuse me what's that thing called that you have right there yes that one okay great thank you um now why do you do that like that okay great 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 now i'm like taking copious notes and she is my mentor she's amazing her name is michelle mendieta she's incredible and i love her and she really looks she's like you know i teach i was like you, you what like oh, right. hold the phone so she came over and a bunch of my friends and we did a makeup party and for three hours i was here and she was teaching us how to do makeup and amazing. it kind of took off from there i loved it had so much fun with it, got really, really good. And people were asking me to do their makeup. And it got to a point where, again, I was just doing a lot of part-time stuff. So I didn't have a full-time role, but I thought, okay, I want to kind of pursue this a little more. And I asked Michelle, she goes, there's this place called the makeup club in Hollywood. They do courses. So I took a month long course. So I was there all day, every day, every single weekend in the entire month of January, I got like certified, learned the business end of it, opened up my little, my little side hustle, my little business. Um, where I do, thank you. Thank you. I do a lot of weddings and and, and events and things like that. And my world's collided where people in the TV world knew I also did makeup and, um, yes. So I was put in touch and then somebody had asked, I think it was Katie. Someone had asked Katie, like, do you know any makeup artists? And again, we do all our own hair and makeup on the Valley end of things. Right. So like, actually, our sideline reporter is also a makeup artist. Like, and I got booked. And this wasn't the first time I had done TNT. I actually did it back in 2021. But again, it was, you know, not as 
not as public. I had a bunch of masks on and it was a whole, right. you know, it was so, it was so COVID, but this one was a lot of fun. It was so much fun just sitting there and like, and in Shaq. Yeah. Right. Like I grew up, Shaq comes in and it was just so funny. And Allie LaForce and I mean, a Reggie Miller. I mean, just listening to them, honestly, I just like, kind of like sat there. I was like listening to them just chit chat. Awesome. and go back and forth it was so much fun and Shaq was hilarious he was just as funny behind the scenes as he is on camera and just a massive massive human <laughs> the nicest person hey. the nice person and he just sits down in my makeup chair he's like hey can you do x y and z and i'm like i got you i got you i love it um and it was just fun it was fun to see my worlds collide and and yeah i just i had a great time had well great if time. you want if you want to see those worlds collide uh you can follow at Kelly Michelle Artistry on Instagram. If you want to follow Kelly for all of her sports things and other adventures, it's Kelly Sacco underscore sports on Instagram at Kelly Sacco on Twitter. Uh, Kelly, we just spoke for about an hour. It was a pleasure. We always do this. We always do. Uh, it was, as always, a total pleasure. Uh, I really appreciate you taking all of this time out of your insanely busy schedule to chat with me about all of this um you're the best and i hope that you uh have a wonderful foray into your holiday season thanks for joining me on miami mic'd up thank you so much for having me i appreciate it <laughs>